0: Hello and welcome to the Heat Check podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat podcast. I am David Wilson, joined as always by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, how's it going?
1: Good. Happy to be home.
0: Yeah, Anthony a long was, trip. yeah three game road trip <laughs> yeah. and a uh, ended up being an eventful uh, three game road it trip. Sure did. <laughs> um, we were sitting here at American Airlines Arena. Uh, we're actually recording this before the Heat play on uh, what's it, Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come back after and record a little bit more after the game in case something crazy happens, but but for now we wanted to, while well we had a, some time, kind of knock out our Dion Waiters conversation, uh, which has obviously been the story hovering around the heat for the better part of, what, four or five days at this point? Um,
1: yeah, and really the Dion Waiters story. Yeah, I mean, the Dion Waiters story begun. is, it's
0: I guess, just the latest turn in yeah. the Dion, Dion Waiters story. Um so Anthony, I think you're a little bit more familiar with it. So why don't you run through the the basics uh, of what has transpired since the team flew from Phoenix to Los Angeles? I guess it was Thursday overnight.
1: Well, it's it's uh, I guess to make a long story short, um, on Sunday, obviously the Heat suspended Dion for ten games, mm-hmm. um, which is a pretty lengthy su- yeah. team issue. Suspension. You're just talking, yeah,
0: probably the longest the team. We don't know for sure, but the longest. We can remember without pay player, yeah. as
1: far as like not you know real suspension, not like just stay away. Like yeah. a real without pay suspension. This is probably one of either the longest or definitely one of the longest. And um, it stems from an incident on the team flight, um, like you said, when the team was flying from Phoenix to LA on Thursday night after their win over the Suns. There was a medical situation when the team landed in Los Angeles. Um, there's been a few different reports of what happened. Um, Andy Slater. Uh, Report was that Dion overdosed on gummies, um, and he, gummies, in quotes. right, quote unquote gummies. These were um, Welch's fruit snacks, right? And and he 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 would, he didn't wake up. Basically, when the plane landed in Los Angeles, and he had a seizure when he woke up. Um, ESPN reported that waiters experienced a panic attack on the team flight after taking a THC-infused edible. So I think the common common thread here is the. Edible, yes, <laughs> um, laced with um, some form of marijuana. Um, so, you know, the heat suspension. The league handles drug violations. Right. So the heat can't suspend the um, for failing a drug, drug test, test. or yeah. if they know he took a certain substance on the plane that caused this, they can't suspend him for that. They're suspending him for conduct detrimental to the team, mm-hmm. which it's not only for this incident. I'm told right. He was suspended
0: for a game. The first the game, first of, the game year, of the season. For, for Dodger, complaining about, about his playing some team. different, yeah.
1: different things. But I'm told this is from a series of events that began with that preseason game against Houston where he was complaining about his playing time and not starting. Continued with social media mm-hmm. shots at his coach and Tyler Hero. Uh, continued with, obviously, this incident. Um, so it's just, it's been, it's been a lot. They're not seeing eye to eye. The team and in Deanna are obviously not seeing eye to eye. Yeah. Um, It's gotten to, it seems like a breaking point here with this incident. Um, And, you know, he's going to be pretty much, I mean, I guess the first game of the suspension was the Lakers game on Mm -hmm. Friday. So Tuesday's game against Detroit is the second game. Um, He's basically gone for the rest of the month. I think the first game he's eligible to play in is December 1 against Brooklyn. Um, So there's going to be a couple weeks here where there's going to be no Dion. obviously. I mean, there hasn't been a Dion, Dion all year, but when he comes back, it's going to continue. Yeah. So what's what's up at the end? What's going to be done? Is he going to play? Is he going to be around the team? Is he going to travel? Um, so it's not going away anytime soon, I don't think.
0: Yeah. It, uh, I guess for the next 10 days, weirdly, like, the suspension is probably going to be the quietest we will have. Yeah, really. Because he's just, you know, away from the team. Obviously, he could use him right now, considering they have, like, nine guys available tonight and 10 contingent on... Carol Macon's <laughs> flight landing in yeah. South Florida in time for tip-off.
1: Yeah, um, I mean that's the thing. Like we talk about it, um, you know, away from the podcast. That Dion, if he was, if he had like just fallen in line, just, you know, played his role, he could have actually started a lot of these games. Yeah, with all the injuries that have gone around this roster. Which
0: really, I mean, is basically the how this all started was him complaining about yeah. or him, or not even necessarily him complaining, him his frustrations. With not playing, or with not even with not playing, with coming off the bench right. that bubbled over into he to start. all of this, and you know who knows if it's linked to what he did on the plane. Like, if he was playing, would he have taken that? Taken out. that? And it's impossible to know, but it's just all.
1: Yeah, you know, and it starts back. And look, back. I get, I get Dion's. I get what why Dion was upset. I'm not saying I condone it, but I get it. Um, y- he worked hard this off season to lose 15 pounds, to get mm-hmm. in shape. Um, he responded to the team's challenge of him to yeah. kind of, to get his body right. He comes here, and a rookie takes his spot, or it looked like it was going to take his spot in the rotation, Tyler Hero, and an undrafted rookie was apparently going to start over him mm-hmm. an opening night. You know, I mean, a lot of veterans would not be happy with that. Yeah. And especially the guy with Dion's confidence and his kind of um, – for lack of a better word, ego, like his, he, you know, mm-hmm. he obviously, he feels like he should start, he feels like he's one of the best players on this team, so. Feels I, like I, he's one
0: of the best players in the league. Sure really yeah, <laughs> that's
1: probably more true, but, um, but I get it, you know, I, my thing is, what's the biggest, if really, what's the big deal between starting him? Yeah, a I mean, I feel like see, that's a very. it's
0: like, it's such an obvious comparison to draw between him and what Goran is doing in right. his bench role.
1: I mean, Goran is not starting, but he's probably playing a bigger role than anybody on the, on the team, yeah, yeah. Other than Jimmy. May Bam. I mean, he's playing a huge role, and he's mm-hmm. making a huge impact on, you know, what the team does from night to night. So that could have been Dion. He yeah. could have been this first or second guy off the bench. He probably could have averaged twelve or 13, 14 points a game. Um, would have played probably 20, 25 minutes. But you know, this is the route he took, and it's, you know, I, I Barry had a Barry Jackson a report today, and I've talked to people too with the Heat that have said the same thing. The door is not completely closed on Dion Waiters, mm-hmm. um, but. He's facing an uphill battle here to get back into the rotation. That's obvious. You know, this team has a lot of depth already and a lot of guards who probably deserve to play.
0: Yeah, well, the big difference... I mean, we've definitely seen it, you know, I think back to last year where Hassan was starting pretty much every game. You know, he was a regular starter, even though they clearly had a very contentious relationship mm-hmm. between Heat and player. But they didn't really have another option. This The, the difference this year is... Do the Heat even need Dion? And that's, you know, right now, yeah, they need him because they just need bodies and they need guys who can put the ball in the basket. But in 10 games from now, when Justice is back, when Tyler's back, when, you know, when, when they're back to being full strength minus Dion, do they need Dion anymore? And that's the problem. You know, he's obviously talented enough to be part of a 10 man rotation for a middle of the pack East team. But is he worth the trouble? And and you know the the relationship, has, like we said, was frayed before this most recent incident. And at this point, I mean, the, I guess the the big question is, are we going to see him again? Yeah,
1: I mean, that's that's going to be the question that looms over this team until he maybe plays again for, or if he doesn't play, it's going to continue until the off season until mm-hmm. next year because his contract isn't up until the end of next season. Yeah. And, you know, I had something yesterday where, you know, the Heat can't release him. I mean, they can release him. They're still going to be on the hook for his, both of his, both the years of his contract, $12.1 million cap hit this year, $12.7 million cap hit next season. And really, they really technically can't release him right now because they have 14 guys under contract. If mm-hmm. they release him, they get down to 13. An NBA team can only be with less than 14 players at a time under right. standard contract for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So within that two week period is over, they have to replace him with somebody. They don't, they don't have enough money under the hard cap to do that. So right. they'd have to make a secondary move to shed money to be able to sign somebody to replace yeah. him. It's just not gonna happen. Um, buyout, I don't see the wait, DN waiters giving up any money um, mm-hmm. to take a buyout. I know yeah. he probably wants to play, but at what cost, right? So uh, it's you know this. they're gonna have to find a way to work it out here, whether he stays away, whether he travels with a team, whether they find minutes for him at some point during the season, or whether they wait till next year, he's an expiring contract. Maybe they could trade and him. Then they Yeah. It, right it, now, they're kind like,
0: of both holding each other hostage. You know, yeah. the Heat clearly, I think, would like to be rid of Dion, or at least this type, this Dion. Right. And Dion would like to be somewhere else. Right. And Just about me. The NBA. Uh, yeah. That's the that's the the peril of when you know the Heat cap gymnastics they're better at it than pretty much anyone but it gets you because once you're in the season it's harder to be flexible and that's yeah. kind
1: of where we're at now. Yeah, they don't have much wiggle room. Yeah. So again, there this is going to be a storyline that follows this team until they, there's a solution here whether they trade him or he finds a way to play or they find an agreement for him to stay away. Um, it's not going away. It's not this storyline is going to continue and it's you know it's kind of a shame for the Heat because it's been a it's been a very great start, good start otherwise,
0: and all of a sudden, like you know, they go one and two yeah. out west, which is inter- which is I mean, fine. It's a tough road trip, but and then you know, justice is out, which we actually probably should talk about. Also, Deion's off court incident, and all of a sudden, but six and three overall does not feel like. Yeah, uh, It feels like this team is spiraling right. just because of the last week. But right, right, right. obviously it could all change if they crush the Pistons tonight yeah, and I mean, then get back on track. And, you know, they're still one of the better teams in the East, even with everything they've. that's kind of gone on. And it's yeah. pretty remarkable, honestly. But they've got to just uh, put some of this Dion stuff behind them.
1: They have five games in a row against sub-500 teams. Yeah. They have a really – they have a chance here to really go what, mm-hmm. 11 and three. If they yeah, went yeah. Out five. They say they went four out of five. Ten and four. I mean, you're that's yeah. you can't ask. It's for just tough, like nationally,
0: thing. this Dion story. Yeah. You know, locally,
1: them. I think people are like still excited
0: about this Heat team. Uh, but nationally, I mean, if you ask the average NBA fan who just follows the league through like Bleacher Report and ESPN on Twitter, like the Dion edible would probably be yeah. the first thing first that they thing,
1: talk about. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, th- that's why I guess I would say it's a shame for the Heat yeah, because yeah. it's getting most of the attention, not the on-court stuff. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, before we, uh, wrap up, Justice in Concussion Protocol, um, any update there or are we just kind of waiting it out at this point? It's
1: a waiting game. Yeah. Um, you know, we asked Eric Swolstreet about him yesterday and he said Justice was, uh, being a little bit better, feeling a little bit you know back to himself, but there's no there's no concrete timeline with a concussion. It's more yeah. like how he responds to it. So. Well, he came
0: back. I mean, I, I guess in that Denver game, yeah. they just it seemed fine, but then
1: obviously he got checked out. Day, yeah, yeah, I mean in Phoenix, he missed mm-hmm. you on know, with a headache, mm-hmm. and then I guess he saw a, do- a son's doctor yeah. that that afternoon, that evening, and they diagnosed yeah. him with a concussion.
0: A little surprising they didn't do anything during the game, but yeah, during that yeah, Denver game, but you know, sometimes... Yeah, it was, get,
1: I, it was in the second half, but yeah, who knows, I don't know what Justice was feeling at that point. Yeah, I mean, I mean sometimes the concussion
0: him. symptoms can't hit you the next day. We actually
1: talked to him after the game, and he just did an interview, and he seemed okay, you uh-huh. know? but it was obviously, you look at the play, I mean, he got hit pretty hard, yeah. I mean, probably must have needed the stitches to close up that, that gash, so, um, you know, I think the hope is... He'll be back at some point this week. Yeah, it's a day to day. But it's obviously it could linger. So, all
0: right, uh, let's wrap up there. uh, But we'll probably come back after the game. Do a quick uh, segment previewing, I guess, the week ahead and wrapping up uh, this Pistons game tonight, where we're going to see the Heat play with like nine players. So it'll be interesting. All right, we're back, uh, sitting here in the media room at the American Airlines Arena after a uh, heat win. They got a little hairy at the end, but it was mostly pretty impressive considering how shorthanded they were. And uh, I mean, it was so much of it was about Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic, and I think it's kind of we're at the point where we got to talk about what those two have just meant for this team. You know, we've we've not talked a lot about the depth they have, and that's been a huge part of their success but those two guys tonight uh Jimmy what was his final line 20 points 13 assists Goran 18 points six assists I believe I mean they have just elevated this offense to a level that it never reached at any point
1: last season yeah I think that's it's pretty clear yeah um, you know last year we've talked about it a lot in this podcast they were pretty much among the worst in almost every offensive category yeah. Um, this year, they're right around the middle of the league. They're, the f- I think they're 16th in offensive rating right now mm-hmm. through 10 games, which, um, you know, if, if and again they've Cooper done that. Man, what
0: with three games without Jimmy, three games now without Justice, five games in total without Justice. Sorry, five yeah, five total yes. without
1: Justice. Um, so that one without Hero. It's I know being mediocre on offense isn't what you want, but for this team to go from whatever it was, 27, 26 mm-hmm. to 15. It's a big jump, and Goron yeah. and Jimmy are big reasons for that. Yeah. Goron was on this team last year, but it was, was almost like he wasn't. Yeah, he was, he was most of the year. Yeah, missed most of the year. Clearly, I mean,
0: clearly I think at this point just was not fully healthy no. when he got back, or, or not full
1: speed. I know, admit it. And he wasn't even, he was playing, what, like 20 minutes a game? He yeah. wasn't even playing like, that was That was like 30 a game. Yeah, and then Jimmy is just brings a dynamic that this team did not have for yeah. the past three years um, since after Dwayne Wade left. The Chicago, you mm-hmm. know, he came back out. it was a six man role, but Jimmy is the guy. I mean, you see the ball in his hands like so much. He's running the offense um, 20 points and 13 shots, 13, a season high, 13 assists, I think one off a career high in assists. He's really, you know, Eric Spolcher answered a question on the road what's been the most surprising thing about Jimmy? His playmaking. Yeah. I, I mean, I've watched Jimmy play basketball, but I don't remember him being this good of a playmaker, like yeah. this good of a passer. Yeah, I always thought it was like
0: a thing that would like kind of come in spurts, right? right. But like he is a pass-first
1: small forward. It seems like it, and I, I just you know I know he says this is his game, but I think I feel like he's even taken it to another level this year. Yeah, you know, like he's he's really set the tone for this offense. You know, what was it? Thirty-four assists tonight, like forty-one makes. They have thirty-three. They've had thirty-three or more assists in three games in that ten. Yeah, they had they did that twice all of last year. Yeah, I mean. The ball movement is crazy. I mean, you just run good. through the whole thing. It's
0: thirteen for Jimmy. It's uh,
1: five for Kendrick Nunn, Six for Goron. And Bam had a low assist. Now he had two. Yeah, baby. five for Kelly. Five. Yeah, right. I two mean,
0: for Bammy. One was that alley oop through to Jimmy. Right when I think the lead had gotten down to nine, and you throws. You know, they run the offense through Bammy. Throws an alley oop to Jimmy, who finishes an and one, and then a possession later, it's a Kelly. To BAM, it, like it's everyone yeah. makes the pass.
1: There was one possession where every guy touched the ball. Yeah, I think was, it was on a BAM assist. Actually. I think it was like all four guys. In I, know, I remember it was
0: making through a, a skip pass to the corner. Yeah, and so they, they swung know. it around the perimeter. And then, yeah, I think it was Bam's Bam, other to, assist, BAM to Myers.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the offense is very, you know, it's improved. You know, again, it's middle of the pack, but it's much improved. And Jimmy and Goron are leading the way. Defensively, you knew this team was going to be. Yeah. Good. I mean that's that's almost a given, you know. They're I think they're fourth in defensive rating right now. They want to be a top five defense. They've been pretty much a top five defense the entire way through the first ten. Um, they're missing Justice, by one of their best premier defenders, mm-hmm. one of the most versatile defenders. They're still and one of the best it. passers, on, like yeah, one of the best. Like, I think that's one. I think honestly, that's been one of the most impressive aspects of the start is that they've been over, able to overcome so much. Yeah, but I mean, we know?
0: talked about this in the first half of the episode today, uh, before the game when we recorded that. They went one and two on this road trip. They had the Dion thing. Justice has a concussion. And, of course, as an injury, they can always linger. And, you know, it would be really easy to, you know, if they lose this, they're six and four and all of a sudden, like, bad vibes or whatever. But it's been undeniable. They're seven and three. Best start since the big three era. And, like you said, with everything that's gone wrong, it's impossible not to be kind of... optimistic about the ceiling. I know, you know, they're not going to win at a 57 win click probably, which is what seven and three paces them out to, but if you can do that with what has happened so far, then isn't, you know, we high 40s to 50 in play? Like, there's no reason to think it's not.
1: 46 is my projection for the year. I think you were 46, 45. Yeah, something like that. We might be at the low end, obviously. Yeah. I know we're overreacting, but you look at their schedule. I mean, at, next four. Right. It's at not, Cleveland, New Orleans at home, Cleveland at home, at Chicago. Yeah. Like those are four. You're probably going to be favorite in every one of those games. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, it's not just the injuries. It's, what, seven of the first ten six, on the road or six of the first? Six, six of, the first of the first nine. nine seven the of the first yeah. 11 because they go right on the road on Thursday. We would If yeah. you had told me they were 7-3 and three right now, that would have been – Way higher than I think the expectations
1: we would have had. And I show you, you know, you could say, you know, Memphis, not a great team. Atlanta, you played without Trey Young twice, sure, but I mean, this team beat Milwaukee. Yeah, the Milwaukee
0: over. win is still a one that is like without Jimmy. Yeah,
1: that's a while ago now, but it's still the win that you look at. That and just
0: murdering and Houston. Houston was a big one, and,
1: and you know, Phoenix is yeah. their young team, but they were playing good basketball. They just beat, mm-hmm. they had just beat Philly. And it was on the road after the Heat lost to Denver to start the trip. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of a swing game for yeah. like how how we were going to characterize starting the If they lose that game, they come back. You know, five and four mm-hmm. it feels a little different than it does. Right? Yeah. So I mean, just those wins, you kind of saw what this team was made of. And look, we said it before the game, you and I. This tonight's game against Detroit, against a tired Detroit team that landed here around six a.m., was missing Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose. This team would have lost... Like, the Heat would have lost this game last season. Yeah, they had
0: so many games at home against inferior teams where they just had a terrible first quarter or a terrible third quarter. And they were not great in the second half today. Defensively, they were kind of a mess. Detroit was getting a ton of open threes, making a lot of them. But the first half, I mean, they were offensively, did, you know, what you need to do, and then defensively... Even with just nine guys, you know Chris Silva comes in and kind of locks up Andre Drummond. Daryl Megan makes a makes only shot in the game a three. Yeah, it's a three, and you know obviously you know ran the offense pretty well in his whatever he played five six minutes something
1: like that. Five minutes, seven minutes, seven minutes, and even UD UD. five real minutes today. (laughs) After the
0: game, supposed to like yeah, I think I might play him a little bit more.
1: He definitely uh, has a lot of corporate knowledge, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Seventeen years in the league, but I mean, you just look at the schedule. You just look at the schedule, like the losses at Minnesota. The second night of back to back. Yeah. Without a Jimmy. Loss. At LA, that's second night of back to back. That's a, a loss. And then at Denver, a so trip. You could say that was. Yeah. Maybe the one they, you know, the worst loss. But I mean, at Denver. At I Denver. I think Denver had like thirty-four home wins last year. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's, that's a tough place to play. Yeah. Denver's a good team. So they've won the ones they're supposed to. they won a few that they probably shouldn't have. Yeah. And they've lost their losses. I mean, you most of the, all three of them pretty much you could say, okay, it's justified. Yeah. That, that, those were tough games. So. And
0: the, the wins, it's, that's the other difference is last year the wins were, uh, some. you know, they were often shaky. They were close. Yeah, they were Every close. game felt close in the fourth quarter. Like you said, today, you know, it ends up close in the fourth quarter, but they were, I don't think the lead ever got smaller than eight in the second half. And was as big as 29 in the first half. Obviously, that Houston game. They've had, uh, I think, wins against Atlanta by double digits. Yeah, just every game, they're they're pretty much in control.
1: Yeah, which is
0: that's a that's a difference. I mean, that's what good teams do to bad teams.
1: Yeah, the Heat the last three years are playing like some of them. I think they were among the most in clutch games. Yeah, every game was close. And this year, you've seen them really oh, they've been like. Four of those probably so far, maybe yeah.
0: maybe more than that. I don't know the exact number, but uh, you can think on you know on count on one hand probably the games that you remember pretty much being toss ups yeah. into the
1: late game. Oh, it was almost every night. Yeah, yeah. and then so
0: this year it's like what Milwaukee, Minnesota,
1: and Phoenix. I guess was kind of close. I guess that. Phoenix, but yeah, even then they were like in, eight or Exactly. Seven, like, yeah, in the fourth quarter. I, they're 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 plus minus this year, year as a team is plus sixty. Tied for fifth best in the league, yeah. that kind of shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're beating teams, they're taking care of business the yeah.
0: when they're supposed to. Um, and though, I mean, tonight, I was just saying, it feels kind of like the, the microcosm of why this team is good this year. You know, obviously, they're missing guys, which as we touched on, has been the case all season long, but the ball movement and Jimmy, it really feels like has set the tone there, right, in a, a way that. You know, I know they've got good passers up and down this roster. You know, Bam, as we've talked about, is one of the best passing big men there is. You know, Goran is, you know, an NBA point guard who's been an all-star because he can score and pass. But but Jimmy, and Bam talked about it after the game, playing with him in the fourth quarter, it's different than playing with a lot. You know, it's it's like playing with LeBron, right? I was going right? to say, it's <laughs> almost like
1: I'm not want to compare Jimmy to LeBron, obviously. They're different players. Yeah. LeBron is, like, maybe the best player of all time. But – it's similar in the way he he plays the game. Because, yeah. You know, Eric Spoelstra said it. He's gonna make the right play. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the situation is. It can be a high stress situ- situation. That the Pistons could be on an eight zero run. Jimmy's gonna make the right play. Yeah. And he's gonna trust his teammates. And you've seen that this year. I mean, he's averaging six point six assists. Um, and he's leading the way in the ball movement. You know, push the ball movement effort. I would say. Yeah. The, the style of play there. They're going with Um, when your best player is passing the ball like that. I mean, other guys are going to follow, and especially when you have. I mean, I think the biggest key, other than Jimmy and Goron, is the big men. The way they can. I mean, when you have guys like Bam and Kelly who could pass the ball, like even Myers. Bam is a rare passer for a
0: big man. Like he is a guy who is going to be, you know, not Jokic, where he's like top six in the league in assists, probably. But he's going to be a guy who every year is going to be like top five among yeah. centers in assists, a guy who could definitely average four, four assists, f- yeah. maybe five a game in a, in a year, and and can do it in a variety yeah. of ways. You know, he pushes the ball in transition, as we've said a lot, um, and then operating from the high post, and you know, th- like I said, he throws that lob to Jimmy for the AM1 that mm-hmm. honestly kind of ends up being one of the
1: biggest plays of the game, because it was when they were most on the ropes. Yeah, and... and- You know, I know this team wants Bam to shoot more. You saw after the game. Uh, Bam was saying, I tell you to shoot the ball. Every time I give you the ball, I tell you to shoot. Um, But, I mean, that's what Bam has become. He's become a guy you throw it to. Yeah. At the elbow or the high post. And you let him work. And he's going to find the open guy. Um, And he's he's proven that over the first 10 games. He even showed that last year. But this year, he's just taking it to another level. Yeah. And
0: the opportunity. I think it's more opportunities, too. Obviously, he's the starting center. I don't know. He's... Probably top two or three in the team in minutes. Probably yeah. definitely total minutes because he's been the one guy in there every night. Yeah, him and him. Go,
1: that right? Him and Goran. Goran has played every game too. Yeah, Goran's played every game too. But he comes off too. the bench, yeah. The yeah. minutes, or yeah. Fewer. No, but uh, and and like you said, this is about Justice. I mean, Justice is he's a guy you think probably will average five assists. Yeah. He hasn't even. He's been out for half the season so far. Yeah. So I mean, what is this going to look like when Justice gets back? So mm-hmm. I mean, there's. There's a lot of reasons to be encouraged by this team. Um, seven and three, you can't ask for a better start than that. Yeah, I and mean they, they could really make it even better here if they win the next four and come out eleven and three. We're talking. I think we're gonna start talking about what, number one <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> they Yeah, eleven and three in a week.
0: Yeah, seven and three, like we said, best start since the Big Three era. Does this feel like? You know, I know that what the team right after the Big Three with Bosh was pretty good. Yeah, That team was won won a playoff
1: series. Yeah, to the 2015-16 team. Yeah, with Bosh and Wade still yeah. together. Well, Bosh was Bosch, Bosch was on the team, but he was not available in the playoffs. In the playoffs, right?
0: But that team was still what they. I think they won, they won a playoff series.
1: They beat. They beat. Um, Charlotte in the first yeah. round, the seven right? Guys, the purple shirt guys. The purple, guy yeah, exactly. They lost also to Toronto in the second round. But so this they won the team game certainly
0: the best team since that team, definitely. And I would. And the say, question is: Is this team better than that team? Is this the best team, best team we've had since the Big
1: Three? I, I would say yes, only because that team didn't have Bosh on the stretch. Yeah, with Bosh, with Bosh, I would say that team was better. Yeah. I think with Bosh, that team gets to the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. probably. Um, this team has Jimmy. A Jimmy in his prime you yeah. know so for that reason and the young guys you know that, that, that team relied on Justice as a rookie to play yeah that's minutes. true they relied on Josh Richardson the second round pick to play uh-huh. important minutes Tyler Johnson came back from injury and played in the playoffs this team has you know they're young but they have a guy, young guys that have experience yeah. they're playing big roles and already play big roles so yeah, Kendrick Nunn broke, busted out of his slump a little bit today and scored yeah. 20. And Bam so 22, Justin yeah. so 23. I mean, these Obviously guys Tyler Heroes, like one
0: of the cornerstone guys of the
1: offense. Right. So, I would say so. I think this is the best all-around team since the Big 3, which Yeah. I mean, it's not saying much. It's just this yeah. franchise has kind of been trying to rebuild since then, but um still, to say you have the best team that you've had in 5 years, like yeah. that's that's it's pretty, it's pretty good. I mean, that's encouraging. Yeah. And 7-3 and start kind of backs it up in the early stages. So, Not bad.
0: Yeah. So, uh, we'll be back uh, next week, as always. Thanks for listening. Um, you can find me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Find Anthony at Anthony yes. underscore Chang. Yes. C H I C H I A N G. Correct. Um, other than that, be sure to check MiamiHerald.com. We've got all of our Coverage, Anthony was out on the road trip. Uh, We've got lots of Dion Waiters coverage. Uh, Although it seems like that news might finally be slowing down a little bit while I suspended, but you never know. For now. There's always going to be a new
1: (laughs) twist and a new turn. Um, Enjoy the cold, David.
0: Yeah, I'm heading up to Cleveland where it's snowing, I believe, presently. So hopefully my flight lands okay and uh, see the heat take on... uh, uh, play another very winnable game in yeah. Cleveland that's what we, I mean we'll, we'll see what we're talking about next week it could be uh, championship or bust yeah that championship podcast. or bust <laughs> 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 alright uh, thanks as always for listening guys uh, we'll talk to you later